Hey everybody, welcome again to The Tradescast. It's a podcast dedicated to everything in the world of entertainment for your enjoyment. My name is Jeff Bob. And my name is Tom Moss. And this is The Tradescast for the week of June 18th, 2017. How's it going, Jeff? Going great. Summer's coming Sweet. along. Um, you know, we usually track the box office for the year. We've been talking about how we've been having some troubles this year. Wonder Woman is trying to single-handedly pull the box office um, out of the doldrums. Um, and it may or may not, but I, I still don't see, I still don't quite see them recovering. We're going to have to see what happens. There are a couple of um, end-of-the-year movies that maybe will take care of some things. But right now, it seems the bigger news has to do with TV, with the small screen. Um, and... Let's talk a little bit about Megyn Kelly. When NBC gave her this deal, I thought it seemed very NBC to me, to be honest, because it seemed like a real desperate move. Um, a lot of money for someone who I've never thought was overly popular. Um, in fact, if she hadn't had that conflict with um, with President Trump, I'm not sure. I, I don't know if anybody would have been paying much attention at all. <coughs> Um, and now it seems like she's trying to make news um, instead of, you know, help the news or however you want to say it, cover the news. Um, first with the Putin interview, it sounds like some background in there wasn't um, quite up to snuff. And, and now the Alex Jones interview, and again, I think it's really easy to argue he is not newsworthy. Um, do you think this Megyn Kelly, I'm going to put quotes around it, experiment is working and, and has legs? You know, I think you were right to say this was a classic um, uh, NBC move. So on the on the strength of the conflict that she had with Trump during the primaries, uh, they, they, they brought her into NBC. Um, I think she's also trying to bring, and I think maybe what they bought is some of the provocation that uh, Fox is famous for, trying to bring that to NBC. NBC is maybe trying to get edgy, but it almost feels like they're trying to get uh, edgy in the way that uh, suburban parents try to get edgy with their teenage children. Um, it doesn't seem to make a lot of sense to me. Uh, I think these first two interviews were um, were, 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 uh, were were a little bit, um, not a little bit, that uh, backfired on her. I mean, Putin uh, used her as a tool to get his message out, and now Alex Jones is using her as a tool to um, to advance his agenda. I mean, he knows he's he may be nuts and he may be completely off base, and there's a lot we can say about Alex Jones, but he's not stupid, um, or at least his um, <laughs> his visceral intuition for provocation isn't stupid. And so he is making, I mean, he's coming out on top of this. I mean, they are scrambling around probably at this very moment. We're recording on Sunday morning, uh, trying to re-edit that, uh, that interview so it doesn't completely embarrass NBC, um, uh, and this, and this move. So, you know, who's next? What's her, what's her next big get, you know? Well, Alex Jones has tried to walk back in some weird, um, uh, hard to understand way his most infamous um, statements, which are that the Sandy Hook um, massacre did not take place. And now he's tried to say something. I, I don't really understand his newer statement. It had something to do with like 
Hey, we just don't know what happened. I guess is what he's trying to say. Well, that's such a such a scoundrel's defense. I mean, that's what what Trump would always say. You know, so, you know, people are saying it's not me, but I'm hearing it. Um, it just that that does exactly the same thing uh, in terms of advancing the story. So I'm, right. I'm not buying that. That's walking it back. Now, the NBC affiliate um, in Connecticut is not going to air the interview. Do you um, see others following suit with that? decision in the next few hours my guess is no but let me ask yeah. you this and obviously by by the time people listen to uh, the podcast uh it will have aired but let me ask you this if you're nbc and you've spent all this money promoting and hyping this would you go ahead and just say forget it and maybe put it online and not air it it's a really tough decision. I mean, I think that's morally and ethically what they should do, but we are talking about a major network, so that doesn't come into the equation. Um, plus, if they scrap it, then uh, Alex Jones wins, and um, and I don't think I don't think that's. Uh, I mean, they've really boxed themselves into a corner. I don't see any way out except to try to edit this and try to give voice to some of the dissent, um, and pack you know, and, and try to repackage it as a as a story that is uh, confronting Alex Jones. The problem is that he very smartly and probably illegally taped her, um, uh, you know, pandering to him. So this is just a mess. And I can't imagine that NBC is happy about it. No, I would think not. You know, I, what I would probably have done is um, to try to fix this a little bit is have someone, someone along the lines of Rachel Maddow um, interview Megyn Kelly before it aired and kind of grill her about it. I think that that would give you a little bit of credibility if you could just say, okay, we're going to show you that we're not playing favorites here and we're going to put one of our own up against her to try to make sure that we're covering um, what's really going on with this piece. But boy, she's just not helped herself with any, like the, the leaked audio that's basically making her sound um, just like not the professional that I've never thought she was. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And this is, uh, you know, this is clearly the schism being, you know, being demonstrated to the nation uh, between the way that Fox News operates and the way the rest of the uh, the rest of the news media operates, um, because there's no way there's no way to contain this. There's no way to spin it to um, uh, an, an audience that is going to be receptive to that spin in the way that she might have been used to in the past. So, you know, this is a good wake up call for her. And maybe she can um, can get it together, but I don't think this bodes well for her future. But who knows? It's a it's a strange world we live in. Jeff. You know, we talk a lot about ratings, and we said that Bill O'Reilly had good ratings, but he lost advertisers. I think that this could get good ratings, but if you lose advertisers, who cares? That's the problem. That's it. With it. That's it. Hey, speaking of Bill O'Reilly, do we know anything about how his uh, big podcast effort is going? No, that's a good question, and we should check in in a couple of weeks and. Um, See if this is going to be, you know, if if he's just going to become kind of that guy that we used to talk about a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know when when you disappear for a while um, from a quickly moving field, it's hard to come back. Um, speaking of which, uh, there was a piece, and and you flagged it. it was an interesting piece in the Washington Post about Bill Cosby, uh, and now uh, by now everyone knows that the um, there was a mistrial declared. Or, uh, the jury could not reach a, a unanimous or, or a verdict. Um, and at, there's discussion about whether or not there'll be a retrial or a new trial. Uh, I think there probably will be, but we'll have to see. Certainly well, I think one of the questions is whether there'll be a retrial on 
on this criminal case. There's going to be many, many trials, um, or at least a few trials in, in uh, civil proceedings. But if they retry him on this uh, criminal case, that will that will slow down the civil cases. So that's part of the equation as well. Right, that is right. Um, obviously, his reputation's done. Um, this piece, written by uh, a man named Mark Anthony Neal, who's a Duke University professor, basically um, the argument that he was making had nothing to do with guilt or innocence, had to do with the fact that Bill Cosby, uh, his influence in the black community um, was uh, never what it could have been and basically had disappeared a long time ago. Um, and it's an interesting piece. And, um, you know, do you think that it kind of touches on a, a, an idea that most people don't think about? They think about him being this amazing beacon of, of hope and light and intelligence that has been, you know, destroyed and this argument goes, hey, no, he, he really didn't have this influence where he could have for a long time. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's right. I mean, so, I mean, he was one of the first African Americans on television in the 60s. I mean, that was uh, an amazing accomplishment. Um, in my, you know, white enclave of central Illinois, my brother had every single Bill Cosby record and listened to them over and over and over and over. And then there was Fat Albert in the 70s. Uh, and then, of course, uh, the Cosby Show in the in the eighties. I mean, he uh, he brought main, mainstreamed middle class African American life uh, in a way that no one else had before, and and uh, probably argue. Well, I don't know. There may be some arguments since. Uh, so I think you know. I don't know. I don't know when it started uh, in the nineties, um, but uh, uh, that that his influence has waned in this regard. Um, I mean, there's lots of tragic things to talk about, but in, just in terms of influence on a community, um, that is also an extremely unfortunate turn of events uh, with with uh, with what seems to be unfolding now. Now, there's also worth mentioning conspiracy theories that abound that uh, because he wanted to buy NBC in the 90s, that um, the, the the powers that be uh, orchestrated a conspiracy against him, which has led us to this. Um, you know, we can we can leave that for discussion on another day. Uh, but just the fact that that is out there, I think, says something about uh, his influence in the African American community. Yeah, it's an it's an amazing thing uh, in the sense that when you know we we any crime by anybody is something that we we're going to take seriously. But I think that communities and and people in a whole and really America took this one. Um, when it finally, when it finally reached a tipping point, and we've talked about this because the story's been around forever. I yeah. mean, for not forever, but for decades, and no one paid any attention because of who he was in terms of this, um, this reputation that seemed to transcend race and, and age and a lot of things. Um, but when we see someone who has, um, inspired that kind of feeling, um, go down, People seem to take it much harder. So um, it's going to be one of those things where it'll be interesting to see how anybody talks about Bill Cosby 20 or 30 years from now. Um, you, you'll never be able to deny his power as a as a TV presence, though, in terms of the ratings that they got with, with his show in the 1980s. So, um, Without a doubt. Without a doubt. It was an amazing, amazing accomplishment. You know, we talk about it a lot, um, sticking with... Um, TV or the small screen, 
we talk about it a lot, how there is more new content right now than there ever has been. Um, and that, that we keep thinking we've reached that top of whatever it is, 450 new shows, you know, 500 new shows, not counting all the small YouTube channels and just on and on and on. But I, I've been saying it forever that everyone has to be in the new content game, um, because that's, that's the future. And now Apple appears to be really pushing hard, um, by basically, I don't know if you want to call it stealing away, but basically getting some, some guys from Sony who are responsible for some major shows. Um, do you think Apple is going to be successful in this, you know, in, in their effort to, to dip, you know, dip their foot in the pool of new content? They might be, but it's going to take a long time. Um, they hired away two Sony execs. Uh, I don't know what content that brings with them, or if it just brings, it doesn't, probably doesn't bring any content with, with them, but just the possibility of content. The, um, I think there's a reality show that, uh, already exists that Apple is producing, um, with Gwyneth Paltrow judging, what's it called? A planet of the apps, <laughs> uh, where Gwyneth Paltrow will judge, um, app, app, uh, app uh, creators. You gotta love uh, that. Hey. Oy, uh, there's about five things that we could talk about how that's going to go sideways or has gone sideways. Um, so are they going to be able to compete with Netflix and, um, and Amazon in that order? Uh, and Jeff, it's interesting. Google hasn't gotten into, um, into this field yet. Have they? Have I missed it? Not really. And I think you'll know when they do, but I do think they will. I think everyone has to. Again, I don't know what's going to happen with net neutrality. I don't know what's going to happen with people's, um, you know, internet connections. But I do think that you have to be in the content game. Um, and again, everyone is trying to catch up with Netflix and, and to a lesser extent, um, Amazon. You just have to catch up with them because this is where I think this is where the future lies. And the, the one thing you can say about Apple, the one thing we know for sure is they are not cash poor. Um, Netflix is spending more money than they should be on content. Six, bil six billion dollars a year? Is that what I saw? Yeah, and they don't make money as we've discussed right now. They're not making money off this. Um, right. And so I don't think Apple would blink at spending a, a, a hefty chunk of change um, just to see what they can find that works. Because again, if you have three or four shows, we talk about it with Netflix all the time, you have three or four programs that everyone wants to see, then you have a successful company doing, you know, new content. So, uh, I, I mean, Apple doesn't usually fail, but not everyone who tries to get into the new content game has been a major hit yet. So, um, they, I think you might be right. I think it could take them a while to... Unless they get one big hit on their hands, I think it take a while. Maybe they'll pick well, up... Well, you look at, as far as original programming goes, you look at how long it took uh, Amazon to get their sea legs. Uh, and probably Transparent was probably the first um, uh, show that they could really count as a hit. Uh, and Hulu, now Handmaid's Tale, was just recently, I think, is the first original programming you could call a, a hit at Hulu. Um, there have been maybe a few minor hits prior to that, but um, it takes it takes a while. So... Uh, if Apple thinks they're going to jump into this, and if they think their first effort, uh, their, their greatest shot at it is going to be Gwyneth Paltrow judging apps, then um, you know, <laughs> it is going to take a, a while for them to figure this out. Maybe they could get a really, really big contract and steal Megyn Kelly away from NBC. Now, that would be <laughs> a, a stunning feat. 
or maybe they could go get Bachelor in Paradise. Um, Bachelor in Paradise, <laughs> um, and if you're, you've heard from Gina, who is, has, has guested on the podcast, and uh, who is a huge fan of the Bachelor and Bachelorette uh, franchise, and of course it's spinoff Bachelor in Paradise. Most of you who don't really follow this, it's the, the filming has been uh, put on hiatus because of uh, a, something that occurred between two people on set. Um, we know for sure there was some kind of sexual activity. We know for sure there was some kind of alcohol. At least, well, I guess I shouldn't say for sure, but that's what all the reports are saying. Um, what exactly happened, we don't know. Uh, I don't know if the show is going to come back. Um, it, it's such a... It, I, I guess... I, I mean, and I used to say this about... when I remember when Survivor first came out, Tom. I used to say, how long will it be before somebody dies on Survivor? And amazingly, no one did. A few people have almost died. But I remember when, when this show came out, I remember thinking, and same with The Bachelor, I thought, well, there's so much alcohol involved. And these people, so many of these people, they just pick people who have very kind of addictive personalities and other things. And I thought, when is there going to be a really, really major problem? Because they, they've certainly let jealousy and other kind of things happen when near violence takes place. And then they have to kick someone off these shows. Um, so... I mean, I, I'm really hoping that nothing horrible happened. At the same time, didn't everyone see this coming? Um, they had they had to see it coming. Um, I we don't know what happened, but it must have been bad, and it must have been worse than the things that have already happened, which have been pretty bad. Um, I don't know what the accusation is going to be or against whom, whether it's both parties against the network or whether it's one party against each other and the network. I, we don't, we don't know. Um, but I can't believe that, um, uh, I, 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 I can't believe that the, the franchise is going to survive this if it is as bad as what I'm anticipating it, it might be. I think we're in a, in a, in a swing of, um, of this kind of thing, these kinds of things having that serious of consequences. We mentioned Bill O'Reilly and and others. I think um, I think this is rough. I, th- I think I, I saw this morning too, Jeff, that one of the contestants of uh, of uh, one of the, one of the Bachelor uh, uh, spinoffs came to the defense of the show, um, uh, pleading for it to survive. Uh, I'm not really sure where that came yes, from. Yes, because the getting, was. Yeah, it's a couple that is getting married, and yeah. part of the reason I think that they're they're pleading for it is because their their wedding is getting filmed. Um, <laughs> and so they don't know what to. Um, they don't know what to do with this filming. They can probably show it in. You might be right about Bachelor in Paradise not surviving. I, I don't think it will. I don't think it will end the Bachelor or Bachelorette um, franchise. But it may hurt their spinoff, um, and we're just going to have to see. But I, I don't, I wouldn't give up on it yet because it is definitely a money maker. So I think that it could still survive. But these days, a lot of these things are not surviving. So we'll just, I mean, we're just going to have to see. It's kind of, um, it's always interesting to see how far a network will go. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. they don't have to cancel this this show. There's nothing. There's no law that says they have to cancel the show. So no, that's for sure. That's for sure. And um, you know, it's uh, it's there doesn't seem to be any end to the outrageousness that we have stomach for. So who knows? We we will see. Right. Hey, just to end, um, tell me which you think is the headline here for for the um, for the box office. 
Um, you know, we it's a weird summer, and again, we're not seeing massive numbers. Um, the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean movie is doing what it was supposed to do, which was make enough money overseas to apparently keep Johnny Depp out of debt for one more year. Um, and maybe make one more of these, even at the 200 to $300 million range. It's insane, but maybe. Um, but tell me which of these headlines do you think is the biggest? The Cars 3, it looks like it's still gonna, it's still gonna do fine. Um, reviews are kind of mixed. Um, that, um, the Tupac Shakur movie, which is, it's small, um, is making much more money than, uh, people thought it was going to. Or that Rough Night, a movie that was kind of touted as, you know, the next all-female, you know, raunchy, R-rated comedy is not doing well at all. Do any of these make a headline for you? I, I think each of them has a headline. I don't think Cars is a, is a headline. Um, but I think there's two interesting things to maybe think about a little bit more about the other two. Um, is there a, an audience for uh, multiple female-based raunchy comedies? Um, uh, maybe not. Uh, and is there more of an audience for African-American-themed movies uh, than we might have thought uh, previously um, and, and, and mainstream um, uh, audience? Uh, probably so. So I think those are interesting trends to, to watch. I don't think any one movie necessarily um, you know, makes the, the determination on its own. Um, but I think it's an interesting development and uh, one worth keeping an eye on. Yeah, I would say the bigger headline, and I skipped it because it's a week old, is The Mummy. Because um, while it's doing pretty well overseas, it just tanked here. Um, and the reviews were bad. The box office is bad. I, I mean, comparatively bad. Uh, and, uh, I mean, Brendan Fraser movies did all much better than this Tom Cruise version of The Mummy. Um and I mean, where where do they go? Universal is planning a whole slate of these new monster movies, you know, that were their hallmark way back when. And I'm I'm wondering again, is Tom Cruise just now just strictly an overseas star outside of Mission Impossible? Uh, yeah, I think he I think he might be, and I think he joins the pantheon of um, several other uh, middle aged white American actors that are in the same boat. So funny, like Tom, Tom Cruise. Next thing you know, Tom Cruise and Johnny Depp and a couple of these guys will be doing like the Expendables. <laughs> like, like <laughs> they'll just uh, they'll just be doing movies together. Although I mean, odd, you, you, odd couple, odd couple remakes. Yes, that would be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> well, Spider Man's going to come out soon, and and we'll see how it does, and we'll see if um, Despicable Me three. And there's a couple of movies that may pull the box office out of the the doldrums of this summer, but we'll have to see if they, they're able of doing that. So we'll check that out. We'll be looking at some of the summer TV shows and some of the new programming and uh, non-traditional formats are doing well. We'll be looking at those things and everything else in the world of entertainment for your enjoyment. So for Tom, I'm Jeff. Have a great day.